Welcome back, friends. Lascar here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. As you might have noticed, we had a short hiatus before the Kirby's Block Bowl episode. A lot of things happened, but we're back now. We're trying to do episodes every two weeks, if possible. Three if something comes up. You can stay up to date with us, though, and give us feedback over at Kirby Dreamcast on Twitter. So last episode, we covered Kirby's Block Ball, which had a ton of visuals for the YouTube version, but didn't know. So it's worth checking out, because, oh yeah, it just follows everything I say. It's a really good episode. Biggest news right now is that Ben Presto has a new box called the Hat Studio Box. If you're interested in that, you can get them from Ben Presto and it'll import to you in the US if you're from the US. Another one is the Good Small Company says they're still maintaining their Nendoroid plans, so they're releasing regular and Ice Kirby uh, happening this month in August, and then Nendoroid Waddle D should be coming out in September. Though things will be stalled because of, well, things going on with the post office and, of course, the virus. I pre-ordered Waddle D back in January, so I can't wait to get him. So today we're covering episode 39 of Kirby Right Back At Ya. In the US, it is episode 36, while in Japan it's episode 39. The episode is titled Escargon in the US, and in Japan it's titled Forgotten Escargon or Bakyaku no Escaraguna. It came out in Japan on the 6th of July 2002 and 8th of March 2003 in the US. You can see how much of a lag there is there. The title gives you some hint as to what's going to happen. At least you know it's about Escargoon, but you don't know much more than that. So the episode starts at night with King Dedede summoning a monster from Nightmare Enterprise's catalog. He can't wait for it to show up because it's a really strong monster and he thinks it's going to be huge. But out of the summoning machine comes a small ball of light with a little creature inside. King Dedede doesn't think it's a monster and wonders what's going on. The ball of light flies at the camera and says erase him before flying away. It looks like a Caterpie in the shape of a question mark with Kakuna's eyes and Weedle's horn from Pokemon. If you don't watch that anime, then you don't know what I'm talking about, but most people probably do. In the Japanese version, when it flies at the camera, it says Bakyaku, which means forgetfulness in Japanese. And in Japanese version, they are voiced by Makiko Omoto, which is the voice of Kirby herself, so you get to hear Kirby. Well, you get to hear more of the voice actors here, that's cool. In the US version, I cannot find a credit. It's obviously someone from the usual crew doing the voice, but I cannot tell who it is. So if anyone figures it out, please let me know in the YouTube version's comments of the podcast or on Twitter, because I'd like to know who it might possibly be. So the monster flies away from King Dedede, and it flies into the hallway where Sword and Blade Knight see it and wonder if it's a firefly. It then flies into Escargoon's room and enters his face, which awakens and freaks out Escargoon for a moment before going back to sleep. His cheek feels a little cold when he wakes up, which is odd. And then we get the awesome opener after that. So after the awesome opener, we see that Escargoon had a great sleep, and the story follows him around for a little bit. We see him brush his foreteeth, which is still weird. He washes up, he brushes his hair, well, his mustache sticking that little bit on top. And then we see King Dedede enter the throne room, and he's being surprised when he sees Escargoon greet him at his throne. King Dedede questions him being there and calls Escargoon a stranger, which surprises Escargoon. We then see a raisin in Escargoon's belly, and they explain to the audience that they're dangerous because they erase all memory of the person they infect. This is worth hearing the Japanese version just because you get to hear the voice of Kirby say some actual lines, so that's cool. So after that exposition, Escargoon thinks King Dedede is joking, but the king is really mad some snail he's never met is in his castle. He questions why he's there, and Escargoon says he's always worked there. King Dedede throws him against the wall and then summons the Waddle Dee guards to kick him out. So in the US version, he asks the Waddle Dees if they think they can push him around, and it's fun to see the Waddle Dees nod in unison as they aim their spears at Escargoon. In the Japanese version, though, he asks the Waddle Dees if they're going to turn on him, and then they nod. So the Japanese version gives off a hint that maybe their memories were not erased, and they're just following orders. 
And it would take quite the task to erase the memory of the Awadaldi army anyway, so maybe, yeah, that's what's happened there. Still, there's enough to go like, eh, maybe that's just the wrong question to ask in the writing there, but eh, there it is. Something else to note between the versions, by the way, is that the Japanese version, everyone calls him Old Man, while in the US, everyone calls him a snail, or they do snail puns. Of course, snail puns make it better. So infuriated by the Waddle Dees nodding at him, Escargoon thinks King Diddy's joke has gone too far, and he quits his job. He then storms off and tells Cerebrum and Lady Light that he's quitting, and as he leaves, they're curious who that guy was. I'm very curious how this episode would have been if Erasem did not tell you what their power is, and we just went with it like a mystery for like the first half of this episode. That might have been pretty cool, though I think you'd catch it pretty quickly what's going on, but for the kids, I wonder what it would have done for them. So next we see Escargoon visiting the mayor to try to get a job with him, but the mayor doesn't recognize him. Escargoon questions and starts to get aggressive with the mayor thinking he's working with the king, and the sheep get angry and they ram him out of the mayor's area and launching him into town. Like, he gets hit far. He lands mouth first, which must hurt a lot, like he brings attention to that, and he actually landed in front of Tuff and his three friends. Honey grabs onto Spy Kid, because, you know, that's what she do. In the Japanese version, when he gets up, he says all their names, which surprises them. And in both versions, though, he asks them, they remember him, and they don't, which makes him sad. When Tuff tries to help him, he yells at Tuff, because, well, of course, he doesn't want help from Tuff. Next up, he goes to Kawasaki's to have lunch, and he says he's so stressed out he could even eat Kawasaki's food. Kawasaki replies that he gets flack from the regulars, but he didn't expect to get it from a first-timer, too. And Escargoon flips out at him, too, and leaves angry that everyone's in on this sick practical joke. He leaves crying and walks across town. Now, this is interesting right here for me. I just think it's a very interesting visual. So as he's walking, we get lots of reactions from random cappies in the town. Something interesting is there's a little girl cappy. Like a two-year-old little girl, she's got a bow in her head, and when she sees Escargoon crying, she walks up to him, like she wants to, to console him or whatever, but her mother pulls her away. In a different shot, right after this one, we see the same little Cappy following Escargoon and still looking at him, like she's still concerned about him, but that's all we get from that little character. It's just an interesting little minor background character thing to see there. It's just really interesting... To have this little girl care about Escargoon because he's sad, and her follow him, and then that's it. But as he's walking, everyone's confused or concerned about Escargoon. They're like, who's this guy? And who's this snail? Is he a tourist? This guy looks pretty shifty. Just things like that. Escargoon eventually overhears everyone, and it angers him more, and he goes to Chief Bookham and tells him to arrest everyone for conspiring against him with the king. So Chief Bookham says, okay, that's serious. All right, I'll write up a report. And Escargoon's happy about that. And then he asks Escargoon, What's his name? Which causes Escargoon to flip out even more. And it's funny as the rant he goes on with Chief Bookham, the English version, which is, he calls him a two-faced, donut-hoarding, hairy-lipped, double-crossing, no-good, which gets cut off because Chief Bookham says, well, how do you spell that? <laughs> Escargoon then storms off, and the chief figures he'll write him down as John Snail. We then see Tiff and Midnight talking on a bridge, kind of like how spies talk on a bridge, because yeah, they are talking behind the king's back and trying to, you know not get caught by the king, conspiring to stop whatever bad things he ever does. And Meta Knight tells Tiff that there was a monster summoned last night, but nothing's changed, so they're not sure what to expect. And then Escargoon shows up and asks if they're plotting against him with the king too. But the two tell him that they would never work with King Dedede, and they'll help him. He thanks them for being willing to help him despite their differences in the past, which surprises the two of them. Like, they look at each other, and they play along after that. Like, Escargoon says he thought he was losing his mind, and he's glad they remember him, and he even promises to never be mean to Tiff again. 
Midnight and Tiff pull away from the crying escargoon for a moment to talk about this, and they talk about how they've never met him before, but he acts like he knows them. Midnight thinks they should keep an eye on him, and Tiff wonders if his name even is Escargoon. Unfortunately, Escargoon overhears this, and he breaks down and runs off crying before the two of them can even notice. Which is too bad, because they decided that they really will help Escargoon in earnest, and then he's gone. So cut to Kirby frolicking in the countryside. We're pretty far into this episode, and finally Kirby shows up after all of this. Escargoon cries that he hopes to find someone in this universe who remembers him, and he crashes into Kirby, and Kirby gets knocked over and does a roll back, which is cute, of course. And by the way, the Japanese version of this scene, they play the closing song to Midnight's Revenge from Kirby Superstar. That's the slow, sad song after Kirby kills Midnight's ship, the Halberd. It's a pretty good song, so it's interesting they play it here because, yeah, it's a sad moment for Escargoon. Escargoon calls out Kirby's name, and Kirby happily jumps up and greets him. He asks Kirby if he remembers him, and Kirby happily poyos. Escargoon's convinced Kirby remembers him, and he hugs Kirby. They then hang out at the beach. Kirby sits and listens as Escargoon has an existential crisis. So this is a curious question that will not be confirmed in this episode. Does Kirby remember Escargoon? Or is Kirby just a good little boy that is willing to hang out with his enemies if they just need a friend? Or, here's a theory, Kirby remembers that nice snail lady who gave him cookies, and this guy reminds him of her, because he does look just like his mom after all. But who knows? So Escargoon has an existential crisis, where he questions why everyone would forget him, and eventually gains resolve, and decides to be a good guy from now on. To become someone worth remembering. This whole time, Kirby cheers him on with Poyos, by the way, it's cute as always, and Escargoon then picks up and hugs Kirby again. Kirby Poyos some more, which I believe is him saying, personal space, man. <laughs> Eventually, you can tell Kirby's confused about what Escargoon is talking about as he poyos, because Escargoon's just still going. He's like, ah. <laughs> Escargoon then finally says, from this moment forward, no one is going to ask who is that guy. Which is a perfect setup, because Kind shows up and asks Kirby, hey, who's that guy? And Escargoon can't take it anymore, and he faints. But luckily for him, Kirby notices Escargoon falling and catches him before he hits the ground. He's a good little boy. Then cut to a bunch of the main cappies at Chief Bookham's place, and they've all got photos of Escargoon, and they're really confused about that. Here's the interesting thing about the photos, by the way. Escargoon is happily taking pictures with the cappies in all of them. So I'm like, what? I thought Escargoon's a jerk who picks on the cappies all the time. He even acknowledges he's a bad guy himself, and yet there's happy pictures of him and the cappies. That is so weird. I, maybe he is nice to them when it's on his own? Not with King Dedede, but it's just so weird to see that. But it's kind of interesting as well just to know that there's another side to Escargoon. Well, of course, King Dedede is just a big old jerk. Eventually, Chief Bookham thinks these pictures must be forgeries, and the mayor orders the chief to uh, arrest Escargoon, which is not great for him. Conveniently, King Dedede is also looking at his photo album for some reason, and he sees Escargoon in lots of the pictures with him. So that's odd. Cut to King Dedede talking to the salesman and learning he did get a monster last night, but he didn't get no monster, he says. The salesman tells him it's a small but fearsome monster. King Didi then looks at his catalog, and we see a picture of Erasim in there. Erasim's order number is airbrushed out in the US version for some reason, but their number is 02T6. Cut to Midnight learning from his knights that they saw a light floating in the hallway last night and floated into a bedroom. Midnight wonders why he can't remember who uses this room, though. And then it clicks. Midnight then realizes who the monster is. A monster known as Erasim. So, conveniently, Meta Knight remembers a monster that erases memories. Ain't that something? 
Midnight explains to Tiff what Erasem does, and Tiff realizes it must be Escargoon who got erased. They talk to Tuff, and he says that the snail is hanging out at the beach with Kirby. We now get a really cute scene, and it shows a little bit about Kirby here. Escargoon sighs and hunches over defeated. Kirby looks at Escargoon, and when he does that, Kirby does it too to match him. So, when Escargoon sighs and, and hunches over, Kirby does the same thing. Kirby then looks up to see Escargoon, and Escargoon's still hunched over, defeated, so Kirby goes back to being hunched over and defeated. So he's just being a little copycat, you know, monkey see, monkey do. This is something babies and kids do, and like I said, monkeys. They'll see someone else do a thing, and they'll copy that. Children do it a lot, if you've been around kids, you notice that. So it hammers in Kirby's age, and just shows how cute he is again. It's just a nice little touch I like a lot. Kirby then hears his name being called in the distance by Tuff, and gets up. Escargoon wishes someone called his name like they know who he is, and then Tiff does just that, and it surprises him. Escargoon asks if they remember him, and they say they do, which makes him happy. They then offer to have tea and cookies with him, but he still doubts them, so they show that they have pictures of them with Escargoon in their family album. Escargoon dances happily, and Kirby joins him. The camera then does a camera shutter effect with a freeze frame, just, you know, because of the pictures and everything. You got a question, who's taking all these pictures? And maybe it's Follow On Follow Love. They have disappeared from a lot of episodes, so eh, maybe it's them. Back at Tiff's place, the four of them are having cookies and tea, and Med Knight's there for some reason. And here we get the gif of Kirby eating his teacup. Like, if you've seen gifs of Kirby like, eat a cup, this is the one right here. This is where it comes from. Escargoon asks them to admit they don't remember him, and Tiff admits that she doesn't remember him. But they have pictures of him, so they'll remember him eventually. As everyone goes for cookies, though, Kirby cutely vacuums them all up. Med Knight then questions if anything happened last night. Escargoon thinks back and says he had a nightmare of a tiny light in his head. Midnight tells him the monster is named Erasem, and if they don't get rid of him soon, he'll be forgotten forever. He then tells him he has a way to get rid of the monster, but it will be painful, so he'll need all his courage. Escargoon isn't sure at first, but eventually tells Midnight to just do it already. So cut to the prison where Midnight has a giant claw come down and clamp down on Escargoon's shell, and then it picks him up and spins him around really, really, really fast. Like, a bunch of G-Force happening here. Like, if you've seen, like, what those astronauts use for them to get used to high speeds, that's what basically is happening to Escargoon. That makes astronauts faint. And in this case, it makes Erasem want to jump out of Escargoon. And everyone cheers, and Midnight stops the machine, and Escargoon crashes into a wall and gets flattened. Everyone then says they remember him, and King Dedede shows up and gets angry when he sees Escargoon asleep on the job, and he hits him with his hammer. Escargoon is relieved to be remembered before passing out from the hit. Now, since they're in the prison, there is a skeleton there that gets airbrushed a lot in the U.S. version whenever the prison is shown, but it's in every scene with the prison. In the Japanese version, of course, it's there. Interesting thing about the Japanese version is this scene is extreme, like a bit extreme here, and I get why I was kept from the U.S. version. The scene starts with Escargoon getting electrocuted, and it doesn't work. Kirby then asks, play okay, and gives Escargoon some water. Like, Kirby's his corner man during all this. Midnight then goes for round two, which is having a punching glove punch him in the face repeatedly. Just punch, 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 punch. He's getting bruises, getting welts. It's really messing up Escargoon's face. At the same time, clamps grab onto his arms and his tail, and they stretch him out. It is not very good. It looks very painful. It's not a good time. Yeah, get why this all got cut out. His face is a pulp. It's like red and gray. It's not a very pretty look right there. Kirby gives him water. Kirby gives him a spit bucket. Straight up, he's his corner man, like I said. And then the third round is the spinning clamp. So, with Erasem out, the heroes chase after the monster, while King Dedede drags Escargoon to the car so they can chase the monster too. 
because he did buy it after all. Back in town, everyone starts remembering Escargoon is the snail in this picture, and they question why they're looking at pictures of Escargoon. What the heck? Then the monster shows up, and everyone runs away from it in fear as the heroes try to catch it, because, well, it's a monster. King Diddy and Escargoon show up, and everyone, and I do mean everyone, says, hey, it's Escargoon, which makes him very happy. In the end, he raised him goes for Escargoon again, but Kirby sucks up the monster. Kirby saved the day, but... Then Erase Him does what Erase Him do, and no one recognizes Kirby, which distresses Kirby. In the center of town, every character in the show asks, who is this little thing? Why is he there? Escargoon questions if King Didi summoned another monster. King Didi says, there's no way he'd summon a little small fry like this, and so on and so forth. Kirby just keeps desperately poyoing at everyone and getting sad as no one recognizes him. Eventually, Takori shows up, and Kirby poyos excitedly at them, because like, okay, my best friend's here, he'll say something. But Takori asks, who is this, and calls him a reject from a kickball factory. The shock makes Kirby fall back to the ground, and the camera pulls back, and all I can assume at this moment is we're about to have a two-parter. But no, this is the end of the episode. The star wipe happens, like every episode ends, and it flies past Kirby. Kirby grabs this freaking star because like oh no oh no you don't remember me either and then kirby's desperately grabbing onto the star is trying to close like it always does every episode and it's gonna close without kirby and kirby's able to get in but it squeezes kirby and erase him gets coughed out of kirby as the episode ends and erase him flies away saying bye bye kirby and gets away in the japanese version they just kind of giggle as they leave very scary ending it's one of the very few unresolved endings where Kirby does not kill the monster. Luckily for Kirby, Erasen doesn't return to give him trouble in the future. But like, that has got to be traumatizing. For sure. Because, like, that's the episode. Nothing really happens in this episode, despite Escargoon hopefully getting character development, though he doesn't, because he promises he will be get better, but he doesn't. He goes back to being a jerk, which is just too bad. And he experiences a lot of trauma, and so does Kirby. Kirby experiences a bunch of baby trauma at the end there, because that's got to be scary. Nobody remembers you? Especially with Kirby with his inability to tell people anything, really. Like, the only person who understands Kirby's poyos is Takori. And to a little extent, Tiff. And they don't remember him. That has got to be traumatizing as heck. Overall, it's an okay episode, because, like, nothing really happens. It's a little bit of fun, but nothing really happens. Next time, though, it's a heavy action episode, and one of the best episodes in the series. Kirby will be taken to the limit. He takes a lot of beatings, and he gets the closest to dying so far in the show. You really think he might bite it. It is not great for him. He gets beat bad. So you really pull from him. So that right there is the podcast episode. Share us with your friends. I want everyone to enjoy the podcast. I think it's pretty fun. This has been Kirby's Dreamcast. I had fun. I hope you had fun too. And see you next time.